know he's still good when you're going through. Right in the midst of your storm, can you say that God is still good? Before you say anything, I want you to think about what you're saying. And we can say that when the money look good, when the body is feeling good, when everybody is treating us well. We can raise our hands and we can say, God is good. And I mean, we can say it loud. But when a storm come in your house, what are you saying? Are you still saying, God, you're still good? When a loved one is going through and is on their deathbed, can you still say, God, you're still good? When your children are not acting right, Can you still say, God, you're still good? When your job lay you off and the bills are due, can you still say, God, you're still good? See, that's something that we need to be thinking about. Because every day, We know everything he has made is good, but opposition come. And if you are part of him and you're part of the kingdom, opposition is going to come. But you got to know how to handle the opposition. Don't wait till it come. You should be rejoicing before it come. That way when it come, you can still say, God is good. I believe we forget. Just how good he is. It is because of his goodness. It is because of his mercy. And it is because of his loving kindness. That we are here today. It had nothing to do with what we done. If you never tell God he's good. God has already done everything. That God is going to do. That's why every day you should say, God, your goodness ain't based upon me. It's based upon your son. So no matter what happens in my life, I'm going to still testify, God, you're still good. You got to know his goodness to know how good he is. Just like Moses. Moses went to the mountaintop. And he spent time with God. Moses come off of that mountaintop. And Moses had the glory of God upon him. But it was a time in Moses' life that he told God, he said, God, show me your glory. God, show me your glory. And God let Moses know that all of his goodness was going to pass before Moses. And look at that. When we know all of his goodness and how good God is, we can give that to others. But you can't even give that to others when you don't know how good he is. Some of us in here today is saying God is good, but you just woke up this morning complaining. How good is he? We wake up complaining. The middle of the day we be complaining. We go to bed complaining, but we're saying God is good. How can you say he's good in the midst of your complaining? How can 
say he's good when you're not living like he's good. And that's the only way people are going to see him, y'all, is through you. You waiting for him to show up, but you got him boxed in. Because even in praise, we don't even want to lift our hands, but we say he's good. When you know he's good, nobody have to introduce nothing. You just in position, glorifying him and saying, God, you're still good. I don't need a sound to know how good you is. I don't need for somebody to drum up anything to say how good you is. God, I will make a joyful noise unto the Lord because I know that I know that I know that God is good. That's where we're supposed to be. We don't wait on no. See, the problem is we wait on Judah. We wait on everybody to lift us up. And that's a good thing. But when Judah ain't in your house, when you don't have no one singing unto you, you got to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. The Bible said, let everything that has breath praise ye. The Lord, don't let the rocks cry out because everything God has made is giving him praise. But we, as the people of God, just lay in our mess, just roll over to the next side instead of saying, God, you're still good. You're still good. So God wants you to begin to praise him. He wants you to begin to lift him up. But oh, let me say this. We can't praise a God that we don't know. We may praise him for five minutes and we're back into our same position. But when you got some daily praise on your lips, you can't do nothing but wave your hands. You can't do nothing but give him glory. You can't do nothing but shout out to the Lord because you know him. And when you know him and you know all about him and you think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he done for you, your soul began to cry out. Hallelujah. And you began to say, Lord, I thank you. For saving me. Come on. You wasn't saved all your life. You know where you've been. You know what you've done. But because of him, you're here today. And that's enough to give him some praise. That's enough. I'm learning every day. Before I even open my eye, in my mind, I'm saying, thank you. I'm still here. So you have me here again for a reason. Thank you, Lord. I'm still here. So I give you glory. You have me here for a reason. I can breathe. I can move. Thank you, Lord. Because some people is laying in these nursing homes, y'all, waiting on people to change them. Waiting on people to feed them. Waiting on people to get them out of the bed. And they have to lay there moaning and groaning until someone get them. But you got life in you. You got arms you can move. Legs you can move. You got eyes to see, ears to hear. But yet we complain. 
don't even have what you have. They cannot do what you can do. Come on, when you think about that, you begin to say, Lord, I thank you. Because if it wasn't for you, God, I wouldn't even be here today. So, Lord, I thank you. When you begin with a thank you, come on, y'all. I don't know about you, but when somebody even give me something that they have, I say, thank you. I appreciate that. That make the other person on the other end know they're appreciative. Do we make God feel appreciated or do we just come to him because we just want to lay everything on him? Don't we want to come to him and say, God, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I'm going to say thank you. God, I don't know, but I'm just going to say thank you. Because I know that you have already done what you said that you're going to do. So I'm just going to thank you in advance because you're still God. I just say thank you. Come on, y'all. You got to build up your thanksgiving. You got to build up your worship. Because at the end of the day, it's just you. And you, and you, but most of all, when you know him, you're not by yourself. We're going to get into the word, but I want to leave this with you. There was a lady that was on her dying bed. She was a missionary. And this lady was waiting on people and she believed God. But she ended up getting this um, disease over there. And I believe it was some kind of um, smallpox or something that they said couldn't be cured. So she lay in there flat on her back and know she was doing a good work for the Lord. And she began to seek the Lord and she said, Lord, I don't understand. She said, I know your word says that I'm already healed. She said, but God, to look at me, I don't look like I'm healed. I don't feel like I'm healed, but I'm still standing on what your word say. She would tell people I am healed outside of how she felt and outside she, how she looked. So she began to seek the Lord. She said, Lord, something is wrong. It ain't with you. She said, it's with me. So God began to show her two baskets. One basket was empty. And then there was another basket that was full. And God began to tell her, he said, your praise is right here. And this is where your praise is supposed to be. He said, when you begin to thank me for what you know I already done, this is how it's going to be. She said she began to thank her. And then as she began to, to thank God, people were looking at her like she was crazy, like she was delirious. But she began to thank God. God, I thank you that I am the healed. God, no matter what it looked like, I am the healed of the Lord. God, you have already healed me, so I thank you. And her praise got louder and louder and louder. And the louder she got, the better she got. And she come off of her bed because she didn't look at how she felt no more. She was giving God thanks for what he done. See, that's our problem. We looking at how we feel, but we ain't giving God thanks for what he's done. Oh, I forgot. Some of you don't know what he done. That's why we can't thank him. You waiting on God to give you something. He said, I can't give you nothing else. I done gave you my only begotten son and you still asking me for something and through him you live you move and you have your being and you asking me for something you don't even know what you got 
God is such a good God. He's so merciful. So, Father God, as I stand before you today, I thank you, Father God, that your people hearts are open today and they're receptive, God, towards this word that you're going to bring to your people on today. And God, I bind every hindering spirit, God, that will come in to hinder, that will come in to harass, that will come in to oppress your people in the name of Jesus. And God, I come against the spirit of heaviness in this place. And I loose a garment of praise, God, in Jesus' name. And God, I thank you and I praise you that Jesus went around doing good. He was anointed with the Holy Ghost, healing all those that were oppressed with the devil. So I just thank you, God. I praise you right now, God, that the spirit of oppression has been lifted right now in the name of Jesus. The spirit of depression has been lifted right now in the name of Jesus. And God, I thank you that you're healing. Come in this room like never before in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, that you are a healer, God, and you have already healed. You have already delivered. You have already set the captives free. So, God, we receive it right now in Jesus' name. And God, I thank you for the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus. I thank you for my helper, my teacher, the one that walk alongside of me, the one that reveals things unto me that I don't know. Holy Spirit, I welcome you today. And I thank you, Father, that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Go with me to Matthew, the third chapter. And let's hear what the Spirit of God has to say unto his people on today. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 3. I'm going to begin at verse 16 and end at verse 17. We thank God for his word. And we know this is God's word coming forth, going forth. And we don't want no moving. We don't want no disrespect. When it comes to his word. Amen. Matthew chapter 3 verse 16. And Jesus when he was baptized. Went up straightway out of the water. And lo the heavens were open unto him. And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove. And lightning upon him. And lo a voice from heaven saying. This is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. I want to talk about living under an open heaven. Living under an open heaven. When we look at this verse of scripture, it was when Jesus was being baptized. And it said that Jesus went under the water, but when he come from under the water, he saw heaven open unto him. And we see how the spirit rested upon him. And what we have to understand today is without the spirit of God, we can do nothing. You have to have the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you in order for you to see what God has already done. Because the Holy Spirit, he's going to be the revealer. He's going to be the one to show you the things of God. When we look at Jesus, he's the, the best example that we can look at. Because we know that Jesus was the son of God. But we know that he took on flesh. The word became flesh and he, and he dwelled among us. 
Now we have to understand Jesus had a fleshly body. So in order for Jesus to do what the father wanted him to do, Jesus had to go through what we have to go through today. Some people look at it as if I don't need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I got all the Holy Spirit that I need. But in order for you to be effective in the body of Christ, you do need the Holy Spirit to come upon you so you can do the work that God has called you to do. And like I said, the Bible said when Jesus come up out of the water, he saw the heaven open unto him. And God was letting me know that. People have what they need. Born again people have what they need. They have the Holy Spirit indwelling them. He's abiding on the inside of them. And then people have accepted the baptism of the Holy Ghost, which is the power of God that comes upon you to do the work of God. But the problem is we're acting like we don't have what we need to live like heaven on earth. And God wants heaven to be here on earth. He don't want you to wait to get to heaven and miss out what he has given you now. So God said, I want my people to live up under an open heaven. That means everywhere I go, I'm bringing the kingdom. Everywhere I go, they're seeing heaven here on earth. And the only way you can do it is through the Holy Spirit. Do not forget about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here to help you. He's here to assist you. And we see that as Jesus got baptized and and the Holy Spirit descended upon him, rested. That means the Holy Spirit remained upon Jesus. That's when Jesus went into his ministry. That's when Jesus was led in the wilderness. And see, he was tempted and he was tried. Some of us don't want to be tempted. We don't want to be tried. We don't want to go through anything. But understand that when you go through, he didn't leave you alone. He gave you a helper to help you to get through some of these things you're going through. He said, the only thing you got to do is call on him. But when God showed me about living up under an open heaven, when you see Jesus' life, when you see how Jesus lived, Jesus said, I don't do anything that I don't see the father do. Hmm. How was Jesus seeing what the father was doing? Because Jesus knew the father and he knew the word. He was with the father in the beginning. Jesus is the word. So anything that Jesus spoke, he already saw it. See, you got to be able to see the word for yourself. You can speak it all day, but if you ain't seeing what you're saying, it's just like you don't have it. And you won't be able to see it if you ain't got no relationship. If you don't know God and the the way to have a relationship is to be born again. And we say we're born again. I'm going to say we say we're born again, but we're not living like we're born again. We're born from above, not of this earth. So we have to live from above and not from this earth. When I live like where I'm from, from the kingdom, people will begin to see manifestation here on earth and they will see that I'm living up under an open heaven. If people are not seeing you live under an open heaven, it's because you don't know what you got. Every day we're supposed to be manifesting where we're from. So Jesus, he was manifesting his father. He said, I only see what the father does. I only do what the father 
will have for me to do. Why? Because he had a relationship with the father. To have a relationship with someone, that means you're spending time with that person. You're spending time. That means when you get into the word, you're spending time with the Father. You're getting to know all about the Father. You're getting to know his love, his attributes, his goodness, his mercy. You're getting to know him to a point that you are living up under an open heaven. Though you're walking here on earth, you're not living like the earth does. And when people see you come in a room, the room is rumbling. The room is shaking because you got such a relationship with your Father. You see beyond natural and you see supernatural if you ain't seeing supernatural yet it's because you still living in the natural realm you are supernatural beings not natural beings you are in this world but you're not of this world because the day that you accepted Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, you become a part of another kingdom not the kingdom of darkness but the kingdom of light And that means that I represent light and I manifest light. And in me, there is no darkness because I'm about the light. And the only way you can know what you're about is to get into the word of God and allow the word to get in you and you can live that word. Because everything you say is going to be based upon the word of God. Because you're getting to know your father. Everybody in the word of God was getting to know him. We go back to Egypt and we look at the people in Egypt and God had Moses and he was using Moses as being a deliverer. But check this out. Before he can even send Moses, Moses knew his assignment. God was letting him know, I'm going to send you to the children of Israel that are in Egypt because they're in bondage. God said, I heard their cry come up to me. He said, so I come down here to save them. But God said, I'm going to save them, Moses, through you. See, God got a plan for everybody in this room. He got a plan and he got a purpose. Don't think that you're left out. So Moses, when he stood before God, y'all know this, he had so many excuses because he looked at, he couldn't speak well. He tried to find everything he could find not to do the assignment that God wanted him to do. So God was preparing Moses for that assignment. And when God got Moses where he needed to be, Moses still made excuses. But God knew he chose Moses. So look what he did. He said, Moses, you got a brother that can speak well, so I'm going to use Aaron to speak on your behalf. But guess what, Moses? You got to tell Aaron what I'm saying. Mm. You still got to speak to Aaron and then Aaron will speak to him, but you still got to speak. So where am I going? I'm going here. When he was preparing Moses to do what Moses needed to do, Moses was developing his relationship with God. How was he doing it? Through prayer. Because everything that went on with those people, he had to go to God to see what God wanted to do. Moses knew he could not do it within himself. Remember last Sunday I say getting past you? You get past you through prayer. You get past you by going to God and say, God, here I am. I know I cannot do this by myself. You the vine, I'm the branch. My dependency is upon the vine. God, if I let go of you, God, I'm not going to be able to do anything. So I need your help because I'm depending on you because everything comes from you. 
So Moses was depending on him. And I'm getting to where heaven is open for Moses. Those people come out of Egypt, come out of bondage. You know the things that they went through to come out. When it looked as if they were not coming out, Moses would go back to God and say, God, this is what you said. See, this is where we miss it. When God give us a promise, you're going to have some things that get in the way of the promise. But I'm here to tell you the promise will not change. You're going to have some ups and downs where it don't look good, where you're getting the same report. But God is going to say, go back in, because that is not what I said. God is going to see if you're going to trust him. Even though it looked tore up from the flow up, God said, who word are you going to accept? Mine or theirs? What did I say? That's why you have to have prayer to live up under an open heaven. You cannot do it without communicating with God. You have to know his plan. You have to know his way of doing. So Moses always had to speak with God. And when he took those people on that long journey, what did they do? They mumbled and complained. But guess when they shut up when they got what they wanted? We shut up when we get what we want. Because the first thing that they had, they needed water. And they began to complain, why didn't you leave us out here? Come on, don't we do that? We do complain, and when things don't go right, we begin to complain. And then Moses, he hit the rock. Water come from the rock. Who's the rock? Jesus is the rock. They were living up under an open heaven. Don't you know God ain't going to bring you out of a place and not take care of you? For where he's taking you, that's not our God. If he's bringing you out of bondage, you should know that God already have a plan. He already have provision. So that was the rock. Water come from the rock. Oh, they was just praising God then. Why do we praise God when we see the outcome, but we can't praise him before we see it? That's what we do. We'll praise him. Oh, God is a good God. Yes, he is. I got a testimony. Then when something else come up, why me, God? So the next thing they needed, they needed bread to eat. What did God do? He opened heaven. And he rained down bread from heaven. Look how he was living up under open heaven. After that, then they began to complain again. You know why? Because it was a pattern. When you have patterns in your life, no matter what God do, if you don't uproot those patterns, your way of doing, you're going to go back to the same pattern. We got church folks going back to the same pattern because you ain't getting into the word to know him in a better way, so you're going back to the way that's known. We say, yes, Lord, until something happened, and we forget the yes, Lord, and we say, oh, Lord, are you going to help me? When you get to know him, you should know he's already helped you. So they were living up under an open heaven. Their shoes didn't even wear out. Their clothes, they were living up under an open heaven. Because the only thing God was asking is, I want you to trust me. He said, I let you go for all of these years through the wilderness to see where your heart was. See, God will test you to see if you can trust him or not. You will go through a wilderness experience to see if you can trust God more than you trusting what you're going through. But God said, I want you to tell my people, if they live up under open heaven, there is nothing, nothing that they're in the need of that they don't already have. And guess what? This open heaven came through Jesus Christ because the day that Jesus come down on earth 
And God began to anoint him for the plan and the purpose that he had for Jesus. Jesus was bringing heaven to earth. He was showing them how to live up under open heaven because he had it with him. Y'all better catch it. Jesus had heaven with him. So everywhere that Jesus went, no matter what the situation was, when somebody needed to be healed, Jesus had heaven. So he just opened up heaven. Oh, my goodness. I guess some people don't know about this. Everywhere Jesus went, I want y'all to catch this. He opened heaven. He opened heaven. He didn't come across a person that was in need of anything that he didn't open up heaven. The Bible said he has blessed, have already done it, blessed us with spiritual blessings in heavenly places through Christ Jesus. But guess what God was doing? He said, I have to have him to come down here to bring the kingdom to show you how the kingdom operate, to let you know what you're going to have when you go back to be with me. Isn't that awesome? He said, I just can't send you something that I don't demonstrate, that you don't know nothing about. So he said, I had to send my son to show you kingdom, to show you the way that you need to be living here on earth according to the kingdom, not according to natural means. He said, that's why everywhere that Jesus went, whatever need needed to be met, Jesus knew how to meet the need because he said, I have heaven with me. That's why he said, repent, have a change of mind, think differently for the kingdom of God has come where? Here to you. The kingdom is here right now. So if Jesus is going to speak something like that, demonstration had to take place from what he was speaking. You do not speak something and demonstration don't happen through what you speak. I'll give you an example. If you got a bully messing with you and that bully keep messing with you and you tell that bully, next time you come in my face, I'm going to knock you out. Now that bully is probably thinking they just saying that just to say that. But when that bully come in your face and you knock that bully out, that's demonstrating what you said. So when God is telling you, y'all better hear me. When God is saying something to you, he mean what he say. So don't say what he's saying if you ain't expecting from what he's saying. We might as well hush. We saying stuff, but we ain't looking for what we saying. Why is that? Why do old church folks go to church and say, God said, and ain't nothing behind what he said? Well, God said you heal. I got to see it before I believe it. This is why when Jesus come up and he began to demonstrate the kingdom, he began to tell them the kingdom is right here with you. See, they wanted him to set up an earthly kingdom. But he was saying the kingdom is within you. He said the only thing you got to do is to see and know and be willing to do what God has already done. He said, because I only see kingdom. I don't see nothing outside of where I'm from. Y'all remember I was telling you about Ork, Mork, and Mindy. Mindy tried to change him. 
She tried to make him a part of her planet. But he knew that he tried, but he always went back from where he was from. He couldn't sleep in a normal bed. He had to sleep in the egg because he felt comfortable there. So she had to give up trying to change him because that's, his, that's who he was. See, the thing is, we have been in sin for so long, living like the world is living, even in your mother's womb. Come on, you you were shaped in sin, you were conceived in sin, and when you came out, there was sin. That's why parents have to train up a child in the way that they should go, because whatever they have been taught, this is how they're going to react. So once we train the children um, the Bible way, then guess what? They may depart, but they're going to come back to it, right? So everybody has to be trained. They have to be raised up. So this is what God is saying. In order for us to know what we have, we have to go in the word of God. That's our spiritual mirror. And God was showing me so many things dealing with the open heaven, especially Jesus. When Jesus walked in on the scene, he was so sure of himself. It didn't matter what they were doing or how they were doing it. He knew what he was bringing. He was bringing heaven here on earth. He was demonstrating, you don't have to live this way because this is not how the kingdom operates. So when the man that had um, leprosy would come up to him and say, Jesus, if you're willing, you can heal me. Jesus said, I'm willing. Be healed of your leprosy immediately he was healed heaven was open he was living up under open heaven then when the man that had legion had all of those legions that nobody could hold him in fetters but when Jesus came in on the scene he bowed down why because there was an open heaven there's no demonics in heaven so he was seeing the glory of God I know who you are he said bid me to go into the swine because Jesus had authority here on earth from heaven you have the keys of the kingdom to live up under open heaven what are you doing with what you have you have the right when you see a sick person God has given you authority he said lay hands on the sick and they shall recover and they shall see an open heaven He's given you that power. He's given you that right to say, rise up and walk. You have the authority. What are you doing? We're walking by people. Like ain't nothing I can do with that. But you're saying you're part of the kingdom. We're giving them the world's way instead of giving them God's way. My grandfather rests his soul. I don't care who come in his house. I don't care what they come in there with and they telling them, him their diagnosis. He said, ain't so. And I'm saying, granddaddy, that's what it is. That's what they're saying. I'm looking at it. But I was seeing naturally. He was seeing spiritually. A young girl come in the house with her fingers turned in. And they had to told her in the house. And I'm sitting up to the table. And they put her back there where granddaddy was in the, um, the um, living room. And Granddaddy was sitting there, and this is no lie. He started, first thing he told her, he said, let me tell you this. I'm not God. I'm an instrument that God uses. And if you believe in God today, in the word, you're going to leave out of here walking. Now, I heard this, and I saw it. Granddaddy began to go over scripture after scripture after scripture. And when I turned around, the girl was walking through the house, and I left her in the house. I was scared, y'all, 
because I was like, I know that girl come in here not walking, fingers turned under. See, God will let you see something to demonstrate his power. And, and God had demonstrated his power through granddaddy so much. He would sit there so calm. And I would see the Bible open in his lap. People be talking to him and he's still reading like he ain't heard a thing you said. And then he tell you what God said and heaven began to, y'all better hear me, heaven began to open up right in front of our eyes. But what do we do? Put the Bible in our lap, reading what it said, but ain't doing what it says. Because we live in naturally. I tell you this, if we had no lawyers, no doctors, all of this stuff, if we didn't have it here on earth, you would live up under heaven. Because you wouldn't have nowhere to go. We give up on these people when they can't do nothing. That's when we go to God. Come on, truth be told. Do you know why the people in Africa get healed so quick? Because they don't have what you got. They don't have snacks over there. They may have big bellies, but it ain't because they got food in them. That's why God sent people over there to let them know about God. And that's why they get healed so quick because they don't have what you have. We need to go stay over there for a little while. I bet you we'll come back and live up under open heaven then. We living like this because we can run here and we can run there. But they ain't got nobody to run to but God. And God is so faithful that he send you exactly what you need and when you need it. But God said, I want my people to live so much under an open heaven that when somebody come to you, you can say, oh, I don't have to be like that for you. You don't have to be like that for you. God already made provisions for you. He made provisions through Jesus Christ. This is why the woman with the issue of blood, she experienced an open heaven because she used all she had with physicians. But when she began to hear the word, when she began to take faith in the word of God, guess what? Heaven began to open up to her before she even touched the hem of Jesus garment. She believed within herself. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. She believed it before it happened. Can you believe it before it happened? That's living up under an open heaven. That means that God is opening your eyes and allowing you to see what ain't yet seen. And that's what you grab hold to. That's living supernaturally. God, you allowed me to see it so I know it's already mine. Even though in the natural it don't look like it's mine, you said it's mine, so I'm going to live like it's mine because it's already mine. I don't have to wait on it to be mine because you already gave it to me. That's living up under an open heaven. I don't have to wait on my paycheck because, God, you said I'm already taken care of. You said you already made provisions for me. And you made it through your son, Jesus Christ. Why do y'all think that when Jesus walked and they didn't have enough, Jesus knew his father. He knew the kingdom had more than enough. Why do you think all of this was put in the Bible just for you to read it? Do y'all think that was just put there for you to read it? It was put there for you to use so when you come up on not enough, you have more than enough. Because that's why Jesus was training those disciples. He said, I'm going to teach you how to live up under an open heaven. Do y'all remember they wanted tax money from Jesus and from Peter? And Jesus said, come on now, Jesus. I want you to go to that lake. And the first fish 
that come up. Open his mouth and get the money for me and get it for you. God, don't leave you out. Oh, catch this. Y'all don't get it. Get the money for me and then get it for you. Y'all get that? Who's first? Who's first? That's how you live up on the open heaven. You put him first above everything. So he showed Peter. Peter, taxes are already paid. If you live in here on earth, you're going to have to go by the laws of the earth, right? Is that not right? If you see a stop sign, you're going to stop, right? If you see your lights need to be paid, you're going to pay your light bill. But I want you to give to me first. So that's living up under open heaven, doing what heaven tell you to do first. That's why the Bible says, seek ye, seek ye, seek ye the kingdom of God, his way of doing things. And all of these shall be unto, but you don't get them until you seek. Even though they're there, if you ain't seeking first his kingdom, you can't bring them over here. We're trying to get something, and we ain't doing what he's telling us to do. God is a God of order and not confusion. So every time he told them disciples to do something, and they done it, heaven was here on earth. When the people were hungry that was following Jesus. Jesus said, I can't leave these people like this. So what did he do? He said, what do you have? He knew what they had. They didn't have nothing, but he was testing them. So they had the two fish, the five loaves of bread. What did Jesus say? Bring them to? Who did he say give them to first? Who did he say give them to first? Aren't we missing the principles to live up under open heaven? Because we don't want to give nothing to him first. Because we put ourselves before we put him. You can't live up under open heaven by not doing what he tells you to do. You put him first. Once they gave him what they had, what did Jesus do? He lifted up to the Father. You know what he said? Thank you, Father, for what you have already done. Now he gave it back. Oh, y'all don't get the principle? Once you give it to him, he give it back to you. That is his principle. Give and it shall be given. Good measures, pressed down, running over, shaken together, shall men give unto your bosom. With the measure that you have given, it shall be given back to you. So that's living up under an open heaven. You cannot live up under an open heaven without the word. You cannot do it without the word. You're trying to live here on earth without the word and you can't do it. Because that's not who you are. You're not a natural being. You are a spiritual being. So you live according to the spirit, not according to the flesh. And you're not going to be able to live according to the spirit if you're not in the word of God. Do you know what grieved me so much? When I see people running around like chickens with their head cut off and never open the word of God and always expecting something from God and don't even know what you got. Then when you get in trouble, you read to find a scripture. Are you ready to call somebody? Prophesy to me. Get in the word. Don't never want to get into it. Too busy about your life and what you got to do. You ain't got time to stop and be at his feet like Mary. You're trying to be like Martha, getting everything done. But Mary did what was needed. Jesus said, Martha is troubled about many things. 
But Martha, Mary is doing what's needful of her. Jesus, Jesus, Master, don't you care what apostle is doing? Don't you see I'm doing all this work? Where's apostle? And Jesus said, she's doing what's needful for her to be doing. She's at my feet. She's getting into the word so she can live up under an open heaven. So when things come down, you're going to end up going to apostle. Because she got what she needs. She got the word. But you troubled about how this is going to work and how that's going to work. But she's at my feet. She's asking me questions. And I'm filling her with what she needs. So when she go out, people know who she been with. People will never know who you been with if you don't get in the word. Because the word transform you. The word change you. The Bible said, be not conformed. How many times have we said this? Be not conformed to this world. That means adapted, patterned after this world. But be ye changed by the renewing of your mind. That's when you will be able to know, to prove what the good and acceptable will of God is for your life. If you never get into the word, you're not going to have the change that the word is going to bring you. Because you three-part being, your spirit is full of him. But the problem is the soul is lacking. Even though you save, you only save in your spirit. That's the part of you that got saved. That's the real you. Your soul did not get saved. Your soul ain't going to be saved really until Jesus come get you. Then it's going to be the fullness of him. See, that's what we're missing. When you renew your mind, your soul can tap in. To what the spirit already have for you. So when you tapping into the spirit. It's going to flow from the spirit to the soul. And the body is going to live out. What you have fed to your soul. From the spirit. But if you ain't tapping into the word. You got all this stuff over here. And you're getting none of it. Just like you ain't saved. And you're wondering why things are not happening in your life. It's because you don't know who you are. You don't know what you have. So we need to learn who we are, who we belong to, and what God has provided for us. And when we learn those principles, we're living up under an open heaven. Because no matter where we go, we're releasing from our spirit what's needed in the place that we're in. People talk to you every day about problems. Who don't? Everybody have an issue every day. What are you saying to them about that issue? You want them to live up under an open heaven? Do you want heaven to be demonstrated to them? Then you're going to have to begin to present the word of God. You're going to have to begin to say, let me tell you what heaven is doing at this moment. Heaven heals. Heaven delivers. Heaven sets the captives free. God is here today to set you free. God want to reveal himself unto you. Understand this. Signs and wonders are for unbelievers. They're not for believers. When you become a believer in Christ, you shouldn't be looking for no sign or wonder. Because you already got everything you need. When you begin to look for signs and wonders, you're doubting who you are in Christ. You don't need no sign and wonder. You're supposed to just believe. Because you're a believer. I don't have to look for all of that because, God, I have all of that in me. But demonstration come through me to let them know that you're here amongst them. That your glory is being revealed so they're seeing heaven here on earth coming through me. So if I'm 
show me a sign if they're healed. Lord, show me. No, you're supposed to walk in there knowing. God said he's bringing healing in here today. You already healed. If I never see you or you say anything that you hear, I know what God said. Then you get a testimony. Do you know that the day I left that church, I began to do things I never done before? Praise Jesus. To God be the glory. You don't supposed to be like, for real? For real? You don't supposed to be like that for believers. Because the more time you spend with God, you should know what he's already done. You should have an expectancy knowing that everywhere you go, you're going to manifest him. That's living up under an open heaven. When you go back into the word of God, and I'm going to tell you how living up under an open heaven helped you get over your enemies. Y'all remember Stephen when he began to quote the whole Bible? Actually, you know, he began to tell them about Jesus from leading up to Abraham on up. He began to talk about Jesus and he began to enlighten them. Oh, he was so engulfed it in the word of God. That those people, when he, especially when he called them stiff-necked, he was just telling them stiff-necked because they was just so didn't want to believe. He knew they didn't want to believe what was being said, but he kept the word going. Immediately, they began to stone Stephen. But guess what he did? He looked up, and he saw heaven open. He saw Jesus standing on the right side of God. He said, forgive them. See, when heaven open up to you, I'm going to give y'all a nugget, you will not hold grudges. You will be forgiving. And you will forget about what people done to you. See, heaven ain't open to you yet. Heaven ain't open to you yet because when heaven open, you cannot hold stuff against folk. Stephen proved that. Heaven open. He saw Jesus on the right hand of the Father. He said, forgive them. And then he gave up the ghost. Y'all, where are we? we? Because we say that we know him. Knowing him is doing what he's already done. Knowing him is letting go of you and allowing him to manifest himself through you. Oh, I'm so grieved. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I got another one for you. Do y'all remember old Peter? When Peter was before God in the book of Acts, I'm going to give you some word today. When Peter was in the book of Acts and he was up there in an upper room, I believe, in Acts the 10th chapter. First of all, we know Cornelius saw a vision. I like how God do things. Cornelius saw this vision and God was telling um, Cornelius that his prayers have been heard. But see, Cornelius needed someone to come to him and give him gospel. And God had that thing already set up. Here come old Peter. Peter hungry, y'all. I don't know about y'all. When you get hungry, you want to be left alone. You just want somebody to bring you some food, right? Right. So Peter went and laid down. And as Peter was laying down, he was in a trance that was like he wasn't asleep. The Bible said that when he was in a trance, this is what he saw. Oh, I love this. And saw heaven open. God was getting ready to show Peter something. God had to change Peter's mind before he sent him to Cornelius. Some of y'all minds have to be changed before God can send you to somebody. 
You're trying to go to somebody and God say you ain't where you need to be for me to send you. So he know that you want to go, but he said, I got to prepare you before you go because you're going to go and do what I tell you to do and not what you want to do. So God began to show Peter heaven open up. And when he saw heaven open up, he saw this sheet. And what God was showing Peter was he told him to eat. Peter said, I don't need anything that's unclean. Because, see, Peter was going on law. But God was saying, wait a minute, Peter, I'm going to show you something right now. We ain't going on law. He said, everything that I have made, don't you call uncommon. Everything that I have made, Peter, is good. God had to open up heaven to show Peter how good he was. I'm good to the Gentiles and I'm good to the Jews. I have no, y'all better hear me. We got some problems in church. Just because somebody's a Baptist, just because somebody's a Catholic, Pentecostal, well, you ain't who we are. God, open up heaven. Give them some revelation. God made all of us. That's what he had to show Peter before he can send him to Cornelius. He had to give him revelation. See, opening up heaven is revealing the unknown to you. And the only way it can get um, revealed to you is to say, God, thank you for the spirit of wisdom. Thank you, God, for revelation knowledge. Thank you, God, that the eyes of my heart is being enlightened. So I may know you and the hope of your calling and the riches of your glory. Oh, we got a problem in the house of God. We got a problem. See, we want to go out there and prophesy. We want to go out there and show ourselves. That's why you ain't seeing nothing. You want to use the gifts to manifest you. The gifts ain't to manifest you. It's to manifest him. And after he manifests him, it still ain't about you. It's still about him. That's why gifts can't be operated in the church of God because people are looking at, look what I did. Did you see that? So this is what Peter did. Heaven was open. See, God know your heart, y'all. God know what you do and why you do it. See, I can go minister to a lot of people. I can go knock on a lot of doors. But am I doing it out of the goodness of Jesus or I'm doing it to come back and tell the church I went to 50 houses today to let people know I'm on it? See, it's a heart thing. It ain't about you. It's all about him. So I'm looking at how heaven was open to these people. Heaven can be open to you. Go with me to Ezekiel 1. Ask your neighbor, say, you got it yet? So we're going to pray that you get it. Now listen at what happened to Ezekiel in chapter 1. It said, now it came to pass in the 13th year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river of Chabar, that the heavens were open and I saw visions of God. Ezekiel could not even see the visions of God until heaven was open, until God revealed it unto him. And I want y'all to catch this. Ezekiel and them was in captivity. They were in bondage to the Babylonians. They were in bondage to somebody that should not have been in bondage with, but this is what they wanted out of not being obedient to God. But through that, I'm going to tell you what God will do. God is still at work. 
Even when you feel like you're in bondage and you're going through, God is still at work. He just needs somebody's heart that's turned towards him in that dead situation. See, Ezekiel was a prophet. And God had to open up heaven and show him visions for heaven, show him revelation, even concerning the position that he's in. I don't care what kind of position you're in, when you feel like you're in bondage, when you feel like there's no help, God will begin to open up heaven. God will begin to remind you who you are now that you're in him. God will begin to show you future events that haven't even come yet to let you know you're going to make it. You still got work to do. God will begin to open all of that up to you. That's what he did to Ezekiel. Heaven had to be opened, y'all. And then God began to show me more in the word of God dealing with heaven being open. I'm like, God, this is so real. Go with me to Revelation. The fourth chapter. Listen at this verse one. This is John. After this, I look and behold, a door was open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, come up hither and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Look at God, what he said to John. He said, come up hither. Heaven had to be open for him to come up and hear and see what God wanted to show him that was going to happen hereafter. John wasn't even going to be here. But God said, I'm going to show you what's going to happen even with you not being here. Come on, y'all. Heaven was open. The same God that opened this up to them, he's the same God now. So whatever you need, When you go to God in prayer, when you go into the word of God and you say, God, this is what your word is saying. God, I know it's not you, so it has to be me. So God, help me to see what you will have me to see. And the things that I don't need to see, God, then you won't make them known. But what I need to see right here and now, God, for miracle temple deliverance ministry, because you know, God, I get tired. You know, God, it looks sometimes it ain't working. You know, people don't sometimes do what they need to do. But God, I need for you, God, to show me what I need to be doing. And God began to open up heaven. See, when you cry out to God with your whole heart and say, God, You got to show me this thing because what I'm seeing don't look like you. So you got to show me. God will begin to show you where you are and where he's taking you. He will give you the strength to carry out what God has given you. That's why you got to spend time with God. I am so tired of church folks always want to do something, but you never get in the presence of the Lord. If you ain't in his presence, you can't do what God wants you to do. You're doing things that you feel like need to be done. God has blessed the works of your hands. So everything you touch will be blessed. He didn't put that in the Bible just to put it in the Bible. God said, I have blessed the works of your hands. I have given you power to get wealth. So if I'm opening up heaven and tell you to flip burgers for a month, you better flip some burgers. Because I want them to see heaven at McDonald's and Burger King. I want them to see me in the place. God want to open up heaven wherever you go. You're the one he has blessed. He has equipped you to bring him in the house. 
God said, do you know I can't come in the house without you, apostle? Y'all don't believe that, do you? If apostle have to go somewhere and God is sending her, he's sending her on an assignment. He's saying, when you get there, I'll be there. Because I want to do some change in that place. And I have given you what I want to take place in that place. So soon as you get there, I'm going to show up there. Because I can't show up because they won't allow me to show up. So I want me to show up through you. Because your heart is right. I want them to see my glory. To let them know that I'm still God. Just because all of us is in here don't mean he's going to show up through you. Because he know your heart. He know where you are with him. Even though you're so full of him, don't think that God is going to use you when you don't even want to spend time with him. Don't pick up one verse of scripture and think you can go out on that and you don't even know what it means. And you're trying to tell somebody how to live and you live in opposite to the word. People watch you. You are a living testimony. So we see here that God used these prophets to write this Bible so we can live up under an open heaven. If you don't open the word of God, how are you going to live up under an open heaven? You can't do it. Come on, Saul, which is known Paul. Y'all know what happened to him? He persecuted the Christians. He dragging them off to lock them up. He ain't like what they were saying or doing. But one day, on his road to Damascus, a light shone down from heaven and Jesus began to speak and guess what old Saul the one that was dragging Christians off he had to bow down the light was so bright he was blind but he began to speak to him Saul Saul why do you persecute thou me I guess he's saying how am I persecuting you because you persecute my people when you persecute them you persecute me See, God got to open some heaven for some people that are around you that's been persecuting you. That's been doing some things against you that they shouldn't be doing. So that day when Paul was down there, Saul was down there, when he got up, he was blind and had to have them to lead him. But he said, what must I do, Lord? That's when he accepted him as his Lord. He said, I want you to go here and you'll be told what you need to do. And guess what he did? He had to open something up to Ananias because he began to speak to Ananias and tell him, I want you to go to Saul and told him where he was. And when he told him where, he said, isn't this the one that persecuted the Christians? What did he tell him? It ain't for you to say what he done. He's going to go through for my namesake. You just go do what I told you to do. So Ananias went, he said, I want you to lay hands on, come on, they're going to open heaven. He was showing God's glory to Paul. He laid hands on him, he received his sight. Paul been going ever since. Then God had to take him up to the third heavens. Come on, y'all. This is how we supposed to be living. Like up in an open heaven. That when things happen in our lives, we just bring heaven to earth. By speaking the word, I got more than enough. Well, you know you lying. You ain't got nothing in your bank. I ain't talking about my natural bank. That natural bank, yes, is empty. But my spiritual bank is always full. God know when to deliver and who to deliver it to. I'm expecting a knock on my door right now. We're paid in full. I see myself paid these debitors in full. Because guess what? My father is rich. 
He became poor so I can become rich. And through him, his death, burial, and resurrection, I am rich. I got more than enough. There's nothing too hard for God. We living up under an open heaven. So they may say no, but guess what? My Bible said all his promises that are in Christ Jesus are yes. And in him, amen, meaning it is so. So that's what we're supposed to speak if we're living up under an open heaven. Though the bank look terrible, heaven is full. So that's why I'm bringing heaven over to my bank. Bank, you're flourishing. Bank, you have more than enough. When you get empty, you fill back up again because that's the God that I serve. Checkbook, you ain't in the red no more. You never stay in the red. We always have what we need to do to do what we need to do. God, I give you glory for more than enough. Wow, we living up under an open heaven. And if we living up under an open heaven, we supposed to talk about what heaven is doing. You talk about where you're from, y'all. Well, where are you from? Well, I'm going to tell you where I'm from. In the natural, I'm from Pender County. But I don't live like I'm in the natural. I live like I'm in the supernatural. In the supernatural, I'm from the kingdom of God. And in his kingdom, I have everything that I need. I have all the benefits paid, paid in full. I have everything I need in this kingdom. When you start talking with surety, to people that you're talking to, they'll say, I want to be a part of that. God wants you to bring people into what you have. Can I tell you, you can't do it without the power. You can't bring them in yourself. That's why those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. So God said, get ready to live up under this open, heaven calling those things that be not as though they were he said you got to call those things that be not as though they were how can i call those things that be not as though they were because i have the holy spirit reminding me of what i have said of what the word has said to me so i speak according to the word be not as though they were God want us, y'all, to live up under an open heaven. You cannot do it without the word of God. And God wants you to have revelation upon the word. And the only way you can get it is by being in the word and asking God, what is this word saying unto me? God want us to live up under open heaven, meaning we go to God before we go to man. You ask God what he wants you. Y'all, you're from the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of darkness. Kingdom of darkness represent the world. So whatever going on in your life, you go to him first and say, God, I need to know what you will have me to do because you already know where I am in this. So you tell me and that's what I'll do. When we do what he tell us to do, it works out every time. Nothing missing, nothing broken. If he ain't saying nothing, don't move. If he ain't saying nothing, don't move. I'm here to tell you, y'all, God want to manifest himself so much with the people that are around you that need him. You already have him. God said, why don't you share me with somebody? 
Why don't you allow them to see my goodness, my mercy, my loving kindness, my healing, my prosperity? Guess how people see God's prosperity through you, through your giving. When somebody's in need, do they have to be saved to be in need? No, if God said, I want you to give them that, they're going to say, oh, I know there's a God. Nobody knew I was going through that. You're bringing heaven down here on earth. God wants us to have everything that he has provided. And the only way you can do it is by getting into the word and letting go of yourself and allow heaven to come here on earth. God had given me a dream. And in this dream, the person I saw was Darlene Adams. Darlene looked up, oh, Lord. It was good, Darlene. And Darlene was standing, and she was walking the floor. And I want to tell you all this because I know it's God. She was walking the floor. And as she was walking the floor, I was watching Darlene. Darlene stood up there and said, God said he want to do a thousand miracles. He says, people that's in need of miracles. And God want to do a thousand miracles. And the only thing you got to do is come up for your miracle and know you already got it. And I saw this out like this right here. And people were coming up and they were falling. And I was looking at Darlene. I was so proud. I said, everything you getting taught, you using it. Everything you getting taught, you using it. God said, the word is working. He said, but I want you to use what you got. He said, the more you use what you got, people are going to see an open heaven. He said, because you've been opening your mouth. You've been telling the people about what you've been learning. And you've been doing it boldly. And you've been just going on. But God said, things are going to begin to manifest even with the words that you have spoken. Because God said, I know your heart. Because inside you're saying, God, I know you, God. God, if you said it, you already done it. So I'm believing there are going to be a thousand miracles. There's going to be a thousand miracles. I'm talking about in here. Whatever you've been waiting on, God is a miracle working God. He didn't put the working of miracles in the gifts for those miracles not to happen. So I believe that God is saying, I want my people to live up under open heaven. Come on, try them and see. Go into your word and say, God. I know your word work because it's your word and you're not going to change your mind. So I'm going to take this scripture and I'm going to believe you today because you're still God. God, this is what you said. This is what you already done. And this is what I'm going to live. So I'm going to thank you, God. I'm not going to keep asking you for something I already got. Let me tell you something. If Julia give me something right now and she put it in my hand and I'm calling Julia every day and say, Julia, can I have that? Julia going to be, is that girl dumb, man? What's wrong with a possum? Didn't I just get at the her? She said, no, possum. You got it already. Okay, Julia, thank you. Two days later, Julia, did you say you gave that to me? Possum, I'm just going to tell you right now. You done called me about a whole week. I said I gave it to you. Now, don't be calling me no more. Okay, Julia, get off the phone. I told my husband, she didn't get to me. I ain't crazy. I ain't using it. I know how she is. I'm going to lay it right there because she's going to want it back. So I ain't even going to use that pocketbook. I'm going to leave it right in the box. She can have her pocketbook. You see the attitude she had with me? She's trying to set me up. Pocketbook staying in the box for a long time. Julia never said nothing else to me. Wondering why I ain't carrying that pocketbook. Where am I going? That's what you do to God. You're leaving your healing right here. 
You're leaving your deliverance right here. You're leaving your joy, your peace, your love. You're leaving it right there. Because you still don't believe God has gave it to you. So you're not grabbing hold to what you already have because you ain't looking into your spiritual mirror. When you look into your spiritual mirror, you're going to know what belonged to you and you don't have to keep begging God for what you already have. You begin to thank God for what he's already given you. Then your mind get off of it and then it's already happened. When you quit watching a thing and thanking God for what you already have and knowing that you got it, you ain't got no struggle. But if you keep watching it, you get down and out saying it's not mine. It's not mine. It's not mine. It's already yours. It already belonged to you. Let God be God, y'all. God said, live up under an open heaven like you have everything that God has already given. Let me leave this last scripture. Go with me to Psalm 78. And I hear the Spirit say, quit getting in a hurry. You hurry up in the word. And don't grab hold of what God has already said. Listen at Psalm 78. Listen at verse 22. Because they believed not in God and trusted not in his salvation. Listen at verse 23. Though he had commanded the clouds from above and opened the doors of heaven and had rained down manna upon them to eat and had given them of the corn of heaven. Y'all hear that? God had opened up heaven giving them everything that they need, and they still wouldn't believe in God. Is that where we are today? That's where we are today. Got another one for you. Go to Deuteronomy 28. Listen at verse 12. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasures, the heaven, to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the works of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and shall not borrow do you know the treasures are in heaven? And God has opened up, the Bible said, his good treasures. Everything that God created is good and it comes from heaven. And it has no shadow of turning. So that means that God don't change his mind. He has given you treasures, y'all, from heaven. And I don't know about you, if I got a lot of treasures, I'm going to be digging through those treasures to see what belonged to me. And I'm going to use what I have. Live up under an open heaven. Why are we not living up under an open heaven? Because we're not believing in what God has provided. We, we have fear. We have doubt. And the main thing is we're not in the word of God. And the more you get in the word of God, the more you can live under an open heaven. And the word, guess what? The word is in you. And in order for the word to come out of you, you're going to have to know what the word is saying to you. God is bringing this word. Because God said, my people are not living up under an open heaven. We're living just like the world and not like we belong to the kingdom of heaven. It's time for God to do everything that he has promised to do in your life through you, through living up under open heaven. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. This daughter right here, is that orange or Sister Loretta, just touch her. Come up here, sweetie. Thea, you know that song, Tashika danced off of it. God's going to do, not that one, everything he promised. You have that? 